0: Let's do this while this is fresh in my head. Um, Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I'm your host Daniel The Flame. And this is a reprisal to my review of Wonder Woman 1984. Um, Recently I did a podcast with a couple of my buddies on my friend Robert's uh, YouTube channel. Um, I believe it's for his YouTube channel. Um, It is the great one. Um, He spells it differently. And like one is the number. So uh, if you can find it, you can see it. And as a podcast where we all... Discuss and talk about our Wonder Woman feelings on that, but I wish to reiterate and restate, or um, talk about things that essentially I didn't get to in my podcast that was brought up during that one, and I feel like I, well, I want to talk about it Um, because that's what this podcast is for. This is this is me healing because otherwise, you know, I might be insane. So. That's that's what this is mainly for. It's just, This is for me. This is for me. But um, I understood that, um, you know, uh, my friends, we have our back and forth. So we have our gives and our takes and everything. Um, and looking back and learning a lot of other information about the Wonder Woman movie, because essentially none of that is a factor when you're watching a movie. Um, the movie speaks for itself. But then when you have all these things that basically answer for what the problem was, then, you know, that's just that's just your answer for why that happened or what that was. So after seeing and finding out a bunch of other stuff about the movie, it became clear to me, like, why a bunch of things happened the way that it did. And like, oh, ah, and stuff like that. But um essentially, my thoughts on the movies are exactly the same. Um, it is not a good movie. Um, as far as superhero movies goes, it barely, it it doesn't even begin to reach, like, the halfway point. It's very sloppy, it's slow, and it's ridiculous. I find the movie incredibly boring. I found myself being utterly bored an hour into the movie. Um, but it was things that were brought up that my friends were talking about. Um, uh, one, um, Jamin actually told, um, said that in... That, uh, well, basically, I contended that, you know, the opening Amazonian uh, Olympic scene, they call it the Olympic scene, the triathlon scene that they did, I believe that it was unnecessary. You did not need to have that scene in order to um, establish the Amazon warrior, whose armor she uses later in the movie, as well as to try and identify that Diana needed a moment of learning what trust and truth and things like that is. Considering that she is wonder woman what the movie is going to give is the complete wonder woman we now know like you know she understands and gets these things so you i was like you didn't need the movie to say that especially when later on she was going to basically just reiterate it again and to james defense what he said was that he actually sat down with people who was watching the movie and they themselves could not understand that part when it first was introduced or when later when it was said they didn't get it but if it wasn't for that initial opening scene then they would not have understand the concept or the meaning behind the whole trust aspect and my thoughts to that are bullshit i do not agree with that statement at all one you don't know because you didn't get that you only got the opening scene which stated the trust stuff and then later the other scene which had her talk about well the truth stuff and then later the other scenes which talked about the truth stuff so it you would be remiss to sit there and go you know i know for a fact that normal people would not have gotten that but us veteran moviegoers would get it but regular people who watch the movie wouldn't i say no I don't agree with that because essentially movies themselves are simplistic they are meant for the average moviegoer to understand it not for those who are seasoned moviegoers to look at this is something that everyone is supposed to be able to grasp hold to and enjoy so again i feel that they could have easily cut that scene out it wasn't necessary he wanted it because he liked the themaskera and stuff that's whatever um you know they could have did something else or just made or did more things with that. It, it didn't matter. Um, that, but that scene was unnecessary, in my opinion. And it's like 10 minutes long. And as far as movies goes, that's a lot. And um, Which I had to also defend. <laughs> but for a two-hour, 30-minute movie, you know, like 10 minutes, like that's not a lot. And it, 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 movie-wise, period. That, that's a lot. A lot can happen in 10 minutes. Um, but with that, I, I would say that, no, all you really needed for that in order to understand the truth aspect was just extra dialogue you could have easily just had her say a few more lines when she was speaking to steve trevor to solidify and encourage the whole truth aspect or had that moment be a flashback that she went to in which talking about how she realized or came to the understanding of truth which then would have indoctrinated that scene which could have been another action scene later on Rather than being something in the beginning and then they're having the mall scene and blah blah blah. Which isn't a bad thing to me. I don't see that a, a action scene and then an action scene is a bad thing. That's idiotic to even say that. But the simple fact that the scene itself was just poorly done is was idiotic to me. It, it was silly, goofy, and stupid considering the fact that she's supposed to be incognito. Which is the big gripe that I kept harping back to in this movie. Um... There was also the concept of the pacing of the movie not being um, well. I I say that no, it was was horribly paced. The movie basically was uninterested in whatever direction it was going into. Um, The fact that she was slowly flying in the air when she was realizing how to fly, but at the same time, you were at a pressing moment where you needed to hurry up and do something. She was literally just running fast just a few seconds ago hurrying off to stop the calamity that's happening in the movie and then you have her slowly gliding just because she comes to the understanding of finally under like finally getting what steve was talking about when it came to flying and you also didn't need a voiceover of steve explaining how he felt when it came to flying but movies have that issue where they believe that the people who are watching they're just incredibly stupid so like you know like at, at like at a no way shape or form do you need any just subtext you know and it's like i don't you didn't need to explain that this is her understanding what steve felt or like what he was talking about you just could have had her just be in the moment and then that would let you know like oh now she realizes and like you have her like have shed a tear and wipe it away or something and then like smile and like nod her head and just like say something like i get it now something like that Throw away moments like that without the voiceover of having Steve talk to where I go, oh, so this is her realizing about flight and all that. And, and yeah, that was that was unnecessary. But the movie itself is plagued with unnecessary moments and whatnot. Um, now there was also the, uh, what else we talked about? Uh, it was also, um, we discussed and talked about the um, the villains in the movie and i believe as well as my friends that yes they had poor understanding of these villains um considering who wonder woman is what her backstory is or her origins i thought like how they handled cheetah was fine in order to bring up cheetah the way how they did within the confines of this story that was a fine way to introduce and have her as a character was it good no Simply because of the fact that Cheetah was the iconic villain. But she wasn't the main villain within this movie. Which was a huge misstep, in my opinion. Um, Simply because of the fact that I... As someone who's looked at or knows stuff about Wonder Woman. You know, whether it be from watching the old 80's TV show or watching Justice League or reading the Wonder Woman comics. You know who the fuck Cheetah is. That is... One of her most iconic villains ever. And you would then basically push her to the sidelines to bring up a character that I have never fucking heard of before ever. I don't even know if he's within the confines of the comics. And I don't care. But just weird shit like that. Just weird. So weird to do something like that. And then for the small moments that they had Cheetah actually there, there was nothing to her. It's just that she was bubbly one second. She made a wish, and then it turned her into just this popular girl. And then afterwards, as soon as she realized her popularity was going to get taken away, she became a bitch. And and that did nothing for me. The movie tried so hard not to... And let you know or see any types of death or murder or anything bad like that happening which you could easily do within a pg-13 movie hell look at venom the man literally bit people heads off and <laughs> like you know for a fact they're dead but the shit happened off screen so it wasn't a bad thing you know and it's like but you're still good you, you, you still got what happened because hey people aren't stupid this movie itself and it's like okay if we want to actually solidify the fact that cheetah is a bad guy is evil is someone who is basically so selfish in this concept of her being cheetah you know like like she's like and she lost her humanity that she's even killing people then have her kill people you know like have these people that diana are trying to save and like her still getting her way and like rushing through diana and like killing people and whatnot it's just a small little subtle touch that would have just heightened the character that is cheetah or to show that you know even max gold had a limit and then cheetah was willing to go past that in order to get what she wanted any of that you could have did any of that but instead they did not and in initially the reviews for the movie that came out i I had a big problem with this were a lot of they have a lot of the telltale signs of just stupid pandering shit where essentially whoever's writing an article Whoever's writing an article is essentially trying to say something about the movie, or they're like projecting their own feelings or whatnot onto the movie, just from small, subtle shit that had nothing to do with anything. Um, really, and and I'm, where I'm going with this was the was the uh, comparison to the main bad guy, uh, Max Gold, to uh, Donald Trump. And I thought that that was incredibly insane Um, because after watching the movie, I was like, no, Um, there is no, they're not similar. Now, there are runoff sentences and statements where I was like, I can see where they meant that. I can see where they were getting that and what they were getting at because of that statement. And then they were like, oh, you know, he's, he's Trump. He's supposed to be representation of Trump. And it's only in like a few incidents. Um, one would be in the fact that when he granted the wish of the sheik, um, or the the, um, the oil baron guy, um, when he wanted his land to not have um, people in it, it uh, when he wanted land in it for it to be returned back to him, and then the the people who he didn't want out of it, You know, it made a wall. And it was like, yeah, all of that would be in doctrine of, like, some Trump stuff with Mexico and things like that. I understand. It's stupid. Not necessary. Um, And we didn't get to... I didn't get to talk about this in the podcast I did with my friends. But I believe that it's something that should be stated and said because of how ridiculous that it was. And then people would honestly misunderstand what was happening within the confines of that. Because, you know, the press is the press. And no, it was a a scene and that happened, but it wasn't something to where it was like, you know, the main villain wanted to do that. It's just, he granted a guy's wish. And let's not forget that racists come in all shapes, sizes, colors, and genders, motherfucker. So if that was to take place because of his wish, the movie itself was already stipulating that the wishes were monkey paws, all right? They had the monkey paw effect. So you had to deal with the hubris of your wish, regardless of what your wish was something it was going to be bad you were going to get you, you have you have to be careful what you wish for and essentially this the whole country was walled off people couldn't get water they were like he was basically left out alone um he was like le- left alone to fend for himself even though he supposedly had all this power and was royalty there was no one there protecting him he has Basically, thousands of people now upset at him, millions even, and other countries were identifying that he's taking claim to that land and calling himself the ruler of it, while other countries were like, no, we don't acknowledge his rulership. And it was just a bad domino effect, but it wasn't something that I was like, yeah, I can... And it's like, I get why people wouldn't make that comparison, but I wasn't sitting there going like, oh yeah, this is like a, a stick it to Trump moment in the movie. Like, no, this is just literally a moment in the movie where a guy should have been careful what he wished for. And the bad guy utilized that and tricked him into making this uh, making said wish so he could do what he did. And that was it. The other thing is literally a throwaway line, and it's the only other moment I can think of in this movie that has a, some type of comparison to that, which is when um he was speaking to it's like uh one of the secretaries or accountants or people he had working for him that was telling him his schedule when he was just overrun with um different people contacting him and calling him him trying to figure out other ways to grant wishes and whatnot and um then like they were saying like these uh you he was like oh do this and it was like well the like, this company, or, like, this foundation, or, re- foundation, I'm using the wrong words, but, basically, these people are saying, like, you know, we're not allowed to do that with our company because of these set of rules. And he was like, eh, no, 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 they can't tell me what they, like, they just, they're jealous of me, they're fake, like, they're not real, and like, they're just jealous of my success, and it's like, you just do it anyway. And it was like, alright. And that was it. That, that, that basically was it. Um, and essentially that was akin to just, you know, Trump ever saying fake news and whatnot. and, And I was like, I get why you would make that assumption that that's where this correlates, but it doesn't have the same impact as what actually happens with Donald Trump. So that was a dumb comparison to make. And it was dumb to use that as a footnote to be like, oh no, full blast. This guy is just a representation of Trump and it's... it's, idiocy and it's like when you look at the character and how they presented the character even what they did for max gold uh, no nothing could be further from the truth he was just somebody who had nothing crawled his way up to where he was he was going to lose everything and then he found a wish stone that was just granting people wishes and that's all that he was doing now there was no main goal with him or no end all with what he had going on he was just doing shit which was incredibly idiotic which was something that I was upset that people didn't point out they were so busy trying to make comparisons to real life shit that no one was pointing out the fact that as a villain he was incredibly like, just ridiculous not even forgettable but just utterly ridiculous there was no rhyme or reason for him to be granting the wishes at the stake or the cost that he was doing if they were to give just a small sliver just a tiny bit of a reason as to why he was willing to go to such lengths to grant so many wishes for such a ridiculous um like for for such a ridiculous cause that would have been fine but they didn't give you a ridiculous cause they just had him grant wishes and him just wanting the power that comes with the um, the backlash of granting those wishes for people because he gets to take from them even though he grants their wishes and that was it and and I thought, like, that was just utterly ridiculous. Just utterly ridiculous. Even to the point where in the movie he's constantly running around, bleeding out of his nose and his ears and shit, and his eyes are all bloodshot, and he's clearly sick and dying from granting such a excessive amount of wishes. But then it's only until the end of the movie where he takes someone's life force in order to heal himself up so that, you know, that shit isn't really such a big drawback anymore. And I was like, why the fuck would it take him that long? As soon as I started, like, my nose started bleeding, I would have went, all right, do you have a wish? And I was like, yes. And with that, I take away your youth vitality and your energy. There we go. And then I was like, all right, now I'm like this freaking immortal heal thing, and I'm, like, feeling good, and I just keep granting even more and more wishes without basically slowly dying in the process. It really dumb and idiotic. And then just overall at the end of the movie, hell, Even when he rescinded his wish, that took away everything that came with it, but their way of doing that made absolutely no sense because, hey, bad pacing. Um, Damn near equivalent to The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the whole fucking airplane bullshit while he was fighting Electro. Oh, let's add some extra moments in this goddamn movie. You had people rescind their wishes before he rescinded his, but then you had people still rescind their wish after he rescinded his wish, which made him no longer the stone anymore. So, wouldn't that mean that if he was no longer the stone anymore or he took away becoming the stone, all those people's wishes would have been null and void in the first place? Make up your fucking mind. <laughs> it's like, they they didn't do that. It was very dumb. Very, very dumb. There's so many unanswered questions at the end of the movie, which was incredibly disgusting to me. As it being a superhero movie as well as a fucking sequel it should not have ended that way but it did max gold got away scot-free hell the presidential helicopter dropped his ass off in a random location to find his son during a time in which gps was not existent and the kid was somewhere in dc during mass riots and crazy hoopla going around and just running all over the place so how the fuck did he find him insane insane and then again a presidential helicopter. He, he. as far as we know, because of those movies, nor neither him nor Cheetah, a bitch who bro helped break into the White House, um, <laughs> a bitch who helped break into the White House, as well as Diana, who also broke into the White House wearing her iconic armor and military outfit, who was decidedly not even noticeable by any accounts in all of history, according to the DCEU, somehow was able to break, into, break in and out of the White House and no one can recollect it whatsoever. Sure, go fuck yourself, movie. You fucking dumb. And then you have Cheetah, who essentially, I would like to think because, like, if they were smart, they could use this angle. Because she made her wish, and it, she just got to the form of Cheetah because of a backlash from a wish, that she still retains um, the stuff, The her first wish, which was to be like Diana. So she doesn't have her humanity, but now she's like immortal and then we can have her pop up later. This would be a way to bring back Cheetah if you wanted to. Um, or you could, uh, or essentially you could just easily just bring in another character and have them become Cheetah. That, it, I, I, I see no qualms with that. Um, as long as you just have the villain appear and then they just leave their mark as a villain, then you did well. But that's not what happened, that's not what happened in this movie it it was just a whatever moment with all of it the fight scenes were really bland to me the fucking mall scene i thought was stupid I, i did not like that mall scene and it it's weird saying that um you know the other people who like i thought it was great She you was know, flipping around doing all this lasso just lasso that which i also thought was really excessive like why the fuck was she using her lasso so damn much and it's like it, it's about wonder woman not about the lasso but then everything became about the truth and whatnot and that was it was whatever but that was my own that's that was my own personal feeling i don't hold that against the movie i just thought it was weird that they kept having her use the lasso when i thought that was really excessive like i I was like, you wonder Woman's capable of doing this without the lasso. Why are they having to use the lasso so much? Why is it, it she's always using it? <laughs> it's like she doesn't need to. Ugh. And it's like they could have had it to where like, you know, she took notice or like, um, you know, like gripped the lasso tighter when it was like, well, now she can be hurt or she's no longer impervious to bullets or anything like that or invincible or essentially is a god anymore. So she like gripped the lasso tighter, which would have let me know visually, like, okay, like, now she knows she needs to be more dependent on that because she can't do what she normally does otherwise. I, just small little tidbits here and there. But again, I don't hold this against the movie. It's just personally what I would have liked to see from the movie. Um, and then you also just have the uh, the horrible wire mechanics. But again, um, the, the mall scene just... An excessive goofiness that came with the mall scene. The stupidity of the children that they had within the whole movie. But just different moments that just didn't make any sense. You had a kid who was basically held under the table by her mother. And then later we show her standing up walking. Watching um, a fucking people with armed guns fighting Wonder Woman. She could just go, wow. Looking at it. And then Wonder Woman saves her when like it was like really idiotic for that girl to be there in the first place. Really dumb. Really dumb bad bad movie hell even the fact that like you see a little girl standing there when a guy was panicking and everything and he just grabbed the little girl out of nowhere the little girl standing there where's her mom where's her dad who the fuck knows but she's just standing still like a deer in the headlights and i was like why is a kid this dumb if they were to show her hiding screaming or she tried to run past and he just randomly grabbed her i would be more inclined to in like i would be more inclined to have liked that scene but that she was just standing there looking at her it's 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 equivalent to the dream in the first Spider Man movie when the little boy stood there while like the shit from the pra- um the little uh <laughs> what's her name? Macy Day uh, Macy Gray <laughs> the, the black chick who was singing, um, in the first Spider Man movie and it was like bal- parade balloons and stuff around. There was just a big old Oscorp festival thing. And then like just the little platform was falling and the kid just standing there wind blowing in his face. And he's just not moving like an idiot. And the Spider-Man even looked. And he was like, come on, move, kid. <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? And then he just went to go save him. And as soon as you save the boy, he, mommy! <laughs> I hate that part. Oh, I love the movie, but I hate that part. Uh oh, Jesus. <laughs> and you have that, you have moments like that where it's like, ah, uh. And then, it, and then it's like, um, when you had the, uh. The, the the little black girl got saved in the mall. I just I just sat there and was like, you know, this is you you can do the stupid kid stuff correctly and you can do it wrong. And again, this is a Spider-Man movie. In The Amazing Spider-Man 2, when a little boy ran out like an idiot in Spider-Man pajamas in broad daylight because his parents brought him outside in Spider-Man pajamas. I really want to dress up like Spider-Man, Mom. It's a random day. It's not Halloween, you stupid little boy. No, you can't dress up like Spider-Man and take and go outside. You'll embarrass me and then I'll make me beat you. And then he just ran out in front of Rhino, who had guns, mind you, (laughs) on his person. And he ran out of the middle street and put the Spider-Man costume on. And then you got Alexis Sub-Savage going, Oh, it's a little Spider Man. And it was like, that was weird. And then for Spider Man to show up and him go, I knew you'd come back. Like, yeah, kid, you're retarded. All right, get out of here, <laughs> you dummy. Who the hell told you to do this? But that, it just, it had a moment of realism as to why the hell the parent of this child isn't doing anything. Because the cop stopped her and it was like, You know, we only allow one death <laughs> per stupidity on the uh, new york city police department so i'm afraid that your kid is gone but we'll be damned if we let you cross this police barricade (laughs) like that child oh no he's out of here but you lady oh no you sit your ass down (laughs) we got this covered (laughs) why people grouping around with a motherfucker with armored tank guns anyway i'll never know but hey spider-man movie i loved it um and, but then it's like, what the hell happened to the girl's mom who was holding her down underneath the table when they first showed them in the scene when Diana and the guys in there screaming out freeze and gun and all that stuff. It's like, what the hell happened to her mom? Like, Was she MIA? Is she hiding by herself? Did she say, go out there and get killed? I'm tired of paying taxes. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but the movie doesn't help you clarify shit. It doesn't explain anything. It just has shit happen. And then it just ended. And it just makes for it utterly clusterfuck of a movie and it's just really really bad it's really really bad um now in my friend robert's review he was asking everyone for their general grading of the of the movie out of 10 um i personally believe uh, my first inclination of it was a 4.5 and i had to take that back because as much as there's problems with the movie, especially like the wire mechanics, having her hooked up to a wire and then trying to simulate her running fast by basically her legs just, just galloping up in the air and her looking silly while I was just trailing her and dragging her over the streets and I'm supposed to go, oh yeah, she's moving really fast. It looked silly. It looked silly every time they did it within the movie. I was like, why is this wire work so bad? You don't need to drag her and then have her feet look like they're running. Actually, show her. Actually, film her run. Speed it up. Put that on a frame of people in the streets, and then there you go. It's her moving fast. How did people not fucking learn this shit when you had movies like um, X Men as well as uh, the um, uh, the the Avengers movie, where both movies with Quicksilver, um, or the TV show with Flash would. Things that could easily identify and stipulate exactly what the fuck you should do when a character is moving really fast to justify that they're moving really fast. Hell, Superman! The fucking Superman movie! Any of that! But no, they didn't do that. They had a weird clusterfuck of curmudgeon of um, Wonder Woman doing what the hell she was doing. And it made absolutely no sense and it looked ugly as hell to me that was a terrible effect it, it threw me off and it ruined the movie in so many moments when she walked away from steve after she rescinded her wish and then she started running i was like yeah this is a cool scene it was ruined by him yelling before she rescinded his wish it was just it would have been dope if she just kissed him turned around and walked away and i was like yo so like subtlety is key right now like all you need is just the fact that she's doing this walking away crying and then she just goes i rescind my wish and then she just and then you just slowly see her heal and then she just starts running and screaming. That would have been it. But then you had him go, I'll never forget you, Dad. Wherever I go, I'll never forget you. Like that I, I was like, What the fuck are you doing? You're ruining the moment. And then you showcase her in a bad effect running and it just looks like she <laughs> like a kid got her on a string and he's dragging her and her feet are just dangling in the air. And I was like, This looks so bad. Like this really looks terrible. Hell, what was it? The um whatever effect they did on the um uh captain america civil war when they had them running um, um on the in the street under the bridge or whatever and basically they put like a little uh speedway track on the ground and they had the actors run on that as like the cars and stuff went by to insinuate that they're going really fast and it's like you could have did that but instead you were dragging her and you, you fucking idiots but um again i i had to Change my order because again, I thought Steve Trevor was dope in this movie. Um, the concept of him being awed by everything from the 80s and essentially us seeing that and taking it in is like, you know, he's happy about old shit as far as we're concerned. I thought made was the heart and soul of the movie. It to me, it made the movie worth watching, and just having him gawk at everything was hilarious, especially considering that before in the first movie, you had Diana gawk at everything, you know, she was. Going, you know, she went all crazy over just eating ice cream at one point in time. (laughs) So having that was fantastic. But we got what we got. Now, the issue with this movie in whole that I, um, you know, when I found out things about it that made me want to redo this review. Was the initial fact that, hey, um, the director actually was the one who helped write this. When she had no part in help writing the first one. Which is weird to find out. Now this doesn't change how I actually reviewed the movie. Because the movie speaks for itself as I said. But it speaks volumes. Speaks full volume. um, To the point of. That's ridiculous. You know. And it's like why. That's a question you ask the studio. Why didn't you get the former writers? Why didn't you try to contact the former writers? Why are we using the director? And then apparently the director pushed really hard to get. Both of those opening scenes, both the mall and the Themysciran Olympic scene. Um, Olympic triathlon, whatever, scene. And understandably, like I said, the um, Themysciran thing doesn't need to be in the movie. So that's something that they was like, you can cut that. And she's like, no, it's pivotal to the movie. And I was like, well, cut the mall scene. No, also pivotal. And it's like, eh, you don't need it. And essentially they wanted to cut to shorten the movie. And she didn't want to cut it because she said it was necessary for the movie. And then after watching the movie, it turns out that, hey, you didn't need to cut that part. You need to cut that part. And so much more parts in the movie. (laughs) All of it was unnecessary. A lot of it. Not all of it. Not a lot of it was unnecessary. I misspoke. And, but it's just that. So, it was just that, you know, that wasn't something that she really fought hard for. She just immediately was like, no, we're leaving it in the movie, and they left it in the movie. That's a problem. That's bad. You know, there was basically no editor to sit there and go, hey, you're not concluding shit. You're not actually making a statement about nothing. You don't have the villains mean anything. They're just doing shit for no apparent reason whatsoever, you know? You just have a villain who's constantly talking about that I'm going to be great. Well, to what extent? What exactly does that mean? What do you consider greatness? What are you striving for in terms of greatness? Because you're just granting wishes and taking shit. What exactly contends to absolute success to you? Was he himself trying to become the god that created the stone in the first place by assuming all of that power? We don't know. They never said that. Um, And it's just other things in the movie that was just like really left under the bus um when you think about it so it this was a this was a a bad movie in my opinion watchable yes rewatchable absolutely not will i ever buy this movie don't fucking kid yourself i don't even really like the first wonder woman movie that much i thought it was an okay movie it was a it was a good movie but it's as far as superhero movies go, hey, it's okay. But it wasn't the end all be all oh shit. This is this is why I'm hot movie, you know? <laughs> it's like that's not in the realm of what that movie was. It was just okay, in my opinion, the first one. Um, but again, I expected the sequel to be bigger, badder, and better. It's the goddamn sequel. You are supposed to shine, goddammit. You're supposed to make the first movie go. Okay, the sequel, now this is why I come for the popcorn, you know, <laughs> I was like, first I came for the popcorn, but now I'm coming for the sequel, that's what, that's what I'm talking about, and now you have people talking about it was excessively overhyped, it wasn't overhyped, it was a goddamn Wonder Woman movie, you, you have any idea how big that namesake is, this was supposed to be good, it wasn't overhyped, it's just, it did not live up to expectations, the expectations was that this was going to be amazing because the first movie did very well. It was a good movie. So then the second one, all you gotta do is get bigger and badder and just have a few more action scenes, and then you just make your superhero a little bit just just like now they're a little bit more relatable. And the aspect of her still being sad over Steve Trevor's death made her fucking relatable. Or and the fact that she was willing to give up her superpowers just to be with Steve Trevor made her fucking relatable. It was there. You had a good wonder woman movie you had a good premise for what was going on you had a wonderful segue into her transitioning into what Zack schneider needs to cope um like cashing on is her and batman being together god damn it but you failed you failed miserably and that is just abhorrently bad oh but again um check out the podcast i did with my friends at um robert's channel uh, the great one on youtube um if he puts it up um, but this has been my review for the Wonder Woman movie. My name ha- is Dane the Flame. This has been Fun with Flame. As always, good folks, I hope you had fun.